Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I am your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex. Hey, bitch. I am once again your optimistic nihilist, your favorite African auntie, your favorite vegan chef, and I'm here with me, Flex, who's just here to remind you that it is possible to care and mind your business all at the same time. Wow, I love that. Every week you just every I'm week profound. a new gem. Honestly, when is your book coming? Actually, when is your book coming out? I just refuse to write it. I don't know, I'm not in the right headspace. I really struggle with creativity um, on a timeline. Oh, do and you? And so I just, I become like, I mean, paralyzed is not the right word, but I'm mm. just in a state of stagnancy where I feel like when I open up this document to start writing, my brain just yeah. goes blank because I will it that way. <laughs> wow. Because, you know, in order for me to write, that would just be proving that I've just been lazy this whole time. We'll see. Yeah. I'm getting over it. That's so interesting. I feel like I need deadlines even for my creativity or else I'll just never begin. Like starting is so hard for me. Oh, well, like Without two sides, deadlines. two sides of the same coin. Cause I can yeah. just do shit all day. I'll stay up till like till the morning, just making and creating and writing and living. Oh my but God. But as soon wow. as it's on somebody else's um, time, I'm like, no, nah. probably just cause I don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, probably, probably, which we'll be discussing in our next episode. Um, today, we're talking about relationship dilemmas. Love it. So I'm sure you all know the Reddit page. What's it called? Um, there's a, th- a few subreddits. One is just yeah. relationship problems and the other one is called Am I the Asshole? Yeah, so we're going to be taking some dilemmas from those two subreddits and we're going to be analyzing the juiciest ones. It's honestly the page I think I spend the most time on on Twitter, just reading the dilemmas, reading the comments, losing my mind, yelling at the screen. So like, let's just jump into our first one. Now, this first one is pretty long and pretty juicy, but just try and pay attention. And if you forget details, just rewind the podcast so the headline for this post is if it is it lying if i a 30 year old female didn't realize the information i was providing was incorrect my partner he a 35 year old male thinks so and now he can't trust me the duration of our relationship is three months so basically This is a new relationship, but we've been exclusive for about a month now. Prior to that, we were spending a lot of time together, but didn't have the what are we talk. Uh, Just to note, they both have a history of cheating. um, No, they both have a history of dating narcissists before they met. Um, The male in the relationship was cheated on and gaslit about it. And she dated a controlling guy who didn't respect her privacy or boundaries. So basically the guy came to her with concerns about inconsistencies and the things that she had said, you know, a month or two ago versus things that he's observed himself now. 
For example, she said that she takes prescribed medication for ADD. Um, and she said that when they originally spoke about it, she said she took it as needed, maybe a few times a month. But he sat her down and said he noticed that she's taking it often because he sees her pill bottle move around. And he thinks that she may have a dependency um, or was lying about the frequency of her use. She was surprised and said that, you know, she she didn't realize she was taking it more than realized, but never more than prescribed. Um, and he has described this as a lie um, when it comes up in conversation. Quick caveat. I don't know what episode we talked about this in, but it was about the episode between like um, privacy versus secrets and and like what is the distinction between the two and you know that might come up in this conversation anyway so another example is the guy who lives in their apartment complex she sees him around every once in a while they had a brief fling but they came to the agreement that it just wasn't working romantically and that there's no attraction on her side but they exchange memes and brief conversations every now and then she doesn't remember telling her boyfriend about this guy but um her boyfriend was like, oh yeah, that's the apartment guy. I see him around every once in a while. When her boyfriend found out that she had exchanged texts with him every few times while she'd been dating her current boyfriend, her boyfriend thought that she had lied about the relationship she had with the apartment guy, (laughs) that she was downplaying how much she was talking to him. Um, you know, but that's kind of the gist. So the girl is saying that, you know, her boyfriend is making her feel a bit crazy, that she wasn't trying to hide anything. They weren't explicit texts and she has no no romantic feelings towards him. She said that um, if, if her partner didn't want her to not text the apartment guy um, and wanted to establish that boundary, then she would respect him for that. But the boyfriend says he just doesn't want her to text him, period. Imagine. Um, so... Um, he says that boyfriend says that the girlfriend's making him feel crazy for lying by means of downplaying things or omitting information, etc. None of this is intentional on her part. She says, she says she's been very open with him, but he still doesn't trust her and has asked her to do truth checks, like going through text conversations with men with him over my shoulder. She says this practice feels icky to her, but he says he hopes it will help him to build trust um, in her after she's lied to him. She says she needs a reality check. Does she go back to her therapist to address why she's lying in quotations? Or does she stand up to her boyfriend and tell him that he needs to take her at her word or get the fuck out? So basically the summary of that whole post is basically her boyfriend says that he can't trust her because she has lied, underplayed relationships, omitted information to him about things. But from her perspective, these things are unintentional and not malicious. She's willing to draw boundaries based on his request, but he doesn't want to tell me what to do. Am I crazy or is he? Can you? Bitch. Where Please you imagine begin? truth checks. <laughs> I actually think they're both trash. But yeah. clearly one is more trash than the other. Yeah. But can you imagine? No, no, no. They're not both trash. One is a clown and the other is trash. Like that's really... <laughs> imagine truth checks i actually wish a bitch would i literally (laughs) she needs to go to wholemandisposalservices.com and throw the entire man in the bin use our code for a discount (laughs) please (laughs) this one threw me for a loop because initially i was Okay, so for context, like I said, in a couple episodes ago, I spoke about how I am very, I'm not saying paranoid, but I just 
am distrustful of people who don't say what they mean. And I feel like Mm. a lot of people get away with saying one thing and uh, like um, wanting people to interpret it as another way. So like, Mm. you know, saying that, you know, you're fine when you're not, which is minor or saying that you don't care when you do or, you know, saying that. I can't tolerate that at all. Like I just, I can't do it. Or on a bigger (laughs) scale where you say, oh, you know, uh, I did this at this time, but you didn't, or you were with this person, you didn't, minor things. And people, I think we've created a culture of lying for to save face we have. because it's comfortable. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Don't tell people the comfort- the uncomfortable truth, just lie, yeah. it's easier. Yeah. But, <clears throat> and for that reason, I, I try not to demonize people who default to lying for the sake of comfort or to default to lying, you know, to save somebody else's comfort, you know? So initially Mm. when I was reading, I was like, okay, well, clearly she sounds like she's just been doing a few too many of those white lies, um, uh, those Caucasian omissions (laughs) and isn't, and hasn't noticed that he, that he's noticed. Right. But why is he keeping tabs so much? Like, why are you a policeman? (laughs) Like, why is he a police officer i feel like that's even i don't on some hand i can relate to her because i have terrible memory Mm. so i can't tell if she's like you're saying she's accustomed to white lies Mm -hmm. or if she jet like genuinely her memory is so bad that you know like she's really just losing her mind but more than that the thing with the yeah go on sorry no, no no go on which I understand your point of view because the thing about the pill bottle, like how many are we like, do I take one? Do yeah. I take two? Like <laughs> when somebody says, you know, how much Panadol, whatever do you take for your period pain? I might say, I don't know, maybe like 12 a cycle. That could be a lie. Maybe it's 20. I don't know. Like, yeah. So I understand all our perception of quantity, but the second one about, you know, you clearly having a fling with this guy, it didn't work out. Um, and now you have a friendly relationship why like how can i explain this like why is he being so possessive no in the sense that like if she had been i'm imagining that she downplayed it too far down where she was like oh whatever Mm. like we like had a fling it didn't work out like whatever it's whatever as opposed to we had a fling we got along really well there just was no romantic chemistry therefore we maintained a relationship those are two different things the first person i'm not even gonna look at if i walk down the street and see you the second person we're constantly in each other's dm sending memes it's a different relationship um but with that in mind you know he said that she said that he'd been cheated on before and been gaslit about the cheating so obviously that's no excuse to bring that baggage into your new relationship but there is context for why he's a bit paranoid right Mm. but there's also context for her lack of uh, perhaps sympathy because she dated someone who didn't respect her privacy or boundaries. He was very controlling. So you might think, okay, well, is she being omissive to an extra degree to really counteract getting to that same, um, that same kind of dynamic where she's being controlled and she doesn't want to be? Hmm. You know what Wait, I mean? Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. There's a bug in my room. Oh no. What kind of bug? It's trying to kill me. I don't even know what this is. (laughs) Maybe it's the aliens trying to like capture you. I think it, honestly, I think it is. They're sending a message. (laughs) Don't kill your kin. Sorry, I couldn't find it. So I'll just be up all night. Wait, you were looking for the bug that whole time? Yeah. 
I went to get bug spray, came back, and that nigga was gone. <laughs> you are not ascending when the reptiles come. You turn too quick. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it's going to kill me tonight. Like, it's here to murder me. <laughs> I hope you guys all know. That was like, I would say Bobo was gone for seven minutes. <laughs> and for what? <laughs> to come back with news of failure. Can you imagine? Sad. Wow. But yes, where were we? Um, I think I was saying that like their baggage, like they have, it's good that she provided context in the beginning because though their previous relationships don't excuse their behavior in their current relationships, it provides so much context as to what's going on. So basically mm. she dated a narcissist who was very controlling. And so I was, I was thinking that maybe she's overcompensating by creating stronger boundaries than necessary and unhealthy boundaries where she's kind of omitting because she doesn't want to provide too much information to now be controlled. So perhaps if she had told her boyfriend the extent of that relationship in the beginning, he would have said, or she would have anticipated him saying, oh no, you can't be friends with him. And then she would have been back in that mm. old dynamic. And I think with him, he has a history of um, being cheated on and then gaslit about it. So he's probably extra sensitive to the idea of somebody not telling the full truth or making him feel crazy um, when I he remembers that. a reality that doesn't match the other person. So I can totally see what's happening on both sides. I feel yeah. like given their age, 30 and 35... I would imagine, not to say that age is always um, indicative of how mature you are or how um, how capable you are of managing these things, but given their age, I would have thought they were probably in a better position to acknowledge their previous baggage and try a little mm. bit harder not to br- bring it into the current dynamic. But also, if you're 30 and 35 and you've been dating for three months, like I don't really know if you need to like break your back for this one because these feel like, feel yeah. like really big issues. It's not minor, minor where like, you know, I like to squeeze my toothpaste from the bottom and he squeezes the toothpaste from the middle. These are like character affirming things that yeah. are going to get in the yeah. way and they're going to be worse. Because perhaps she might start lying because she feels like, you know, man's going to make a big deal about it. Yeah. So let's just keep a little bit and then he's going to be extra paranoid with these fucking truth checks over her shoulder. Now he's got like... <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Now he wants to share and screens. Guess, yeah. <laughs> I feel him in the sense of like I do think there's a thin line between secrecy and privacy and that's something that I also struggle with in romance because I'm such an open book that anytime something is private it reads to me as being secretive being shady (laughs) and so he's probably experiencing the same thing except I don't think he has the self-aware to acknowledge that he has that there is a thin line between secrecy and privacy. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of things. I think both of them need to go to therapy. He especially needs to go to therapy. And they both need to be... Just to be made aware of what's the difference between a trigger versus their own internalized trauma. Like, I just... I don't think either of them have that awareness. Yeah. Which is a shame, though, because... And I I find that when people are recounting their individual situations, they do it with a lot more self-awareness and um, tact and openness than they do in the, like, in the moment. So perhaps, Mm. like, in that moment, 
she might have been defensive when he was coming at her wig, you know, but in in retrospect, she's able to type out, you know, context. He has this history. I have his, this history. This could influence his behavior. This could influence my behavior. I get having a bad memory because I just don't, I, yeah, I have, I look, I have bad memory as well, but I think this one's less about memory because I think she sounds a little bit gaslighty when she's kind of like, did I? Like, I don't even know. Maybe I said I only took a few, but maybe I took more. I don't know. Yeah, he sounds manipulative. You know, and it's like, yeah, I don't know, sis. Perhaps you you probably know a little bit more than, than you're letting on. And also the thing in the end, which is a little bit funny on her side, is that she's saying that, I asked him to tell me what he wants from me. You know, I asked him to make the rules and he said he doesn't want to. And she's using that as like weapon to weaponize the relationship because if he starts telling her what to do, then all of a sudden, isn't he controlling then? So he's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you how I feel. Yeah. So in the end, she was kind of like, I've asked him to just tell me what he wants me to do. I.e., um, you know, where he feels because she's kind of like don't do the truth checks just set the boundaries by telling me what to do and he's saying i don't want to tell you what to do i just want you to do you and let me just Mm. like you know let me uh monitor (laughs) what it is that you do (laughs) imagine let me just let me be your police officer (laughs) yeah i don't know i also feel like the fact that she would (laughs) there's a difference between compromising and just selling yourself short based off of fear and insecurity and i feel like she's doing the latter like i think she thinks she's compromising but really what she's saying is she's been so gaslit that she thinks it's completely rational to allow someone to police her behavior and he's not even aware of how manipulative and controlling he's being like both of them need therapy both of them (laughs) It's just this relationship, especially like you said, this is three months in and these are already the problems you're having. Nah. Sad. It's not worth the hassle. So like what in this situation, if this was like your friend, your person, like the girl, what are you going to say? I'm going to tell her to leave him, sis. (laughs) Leave him and do better. Yeah, leave him. Spend some time thinking about like what your triggers are and, and, and. And then come back to romance when you're ready. Like, what would you tell... If this was a friend coming to you, what would you tell her? Um, I mean, I, I first want to, like, clarify. Are you analyzing the situation in retrospect, favoring yourself? Or is this what's actually mm. happening? So, like, when he mean? when he asked you initially, how, how many pills do you take? Did you just round it up because you thought it wasn't a big deal and now it's come back to bite you? Or, or round it down or whatever. Or oh. did you really just didn't think it was a big deal and didn't, like, or, or you you changed the number, which was it? And then secondary. Because I think, like, when people come to you for advice or for um, some perspective on their situation, a lot of the time they're just looking to be validated yeah, by their true. friend. And so if they can just sprinkle a little bit of extra on the story to get you to sway on their side, it's what they'll yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I worry about being the person who's going to, like, um, you know, who's going to like hype someone up and be like, yeah, you know, you're exactly right. He sounds fucking crazy. So, Mm. and then with the second situation, I'd be like, okay, well, realistically knowing 
what you know about your past and his past, can you see that bleeding over? And if really you can't see any of your baggage in the relationship and he's just being crazy, then you said it for yourself. Like who has time? Yeah. Especially at the ages that they're both at. Like this is not like I'm 20, it's my second relationship. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's It's at your big age. You've probably seen enough of this to know it's not going to work out for you. So just like, if you're not going to make, you know, realistic changes on both ends, then like bounce right because it just makes it harder for both of you if you can't compromise Mm. or collaborate in the way that that person needs and they can't do it in the way that you need or what you need contradicts what the other person needs like he needs her openness and she wants her space then is it really going to be that beneficial i mean but granted we haven't heard any positives about their relationship so it's yeah well if he okay so let's say he was your friend and he came to you so if he was telling you this dilemma from his perspective what would you tell him i'd be i'd be like king be be, be vigilant (laughs) king be vigilant I'm honestly, crying. No, honestly, I would roast him about those fucking trick checks because like yeah. this, you can't. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken about this before, the way each of us build trust. I start from zero. And then mm. when somebody does something I deem to be trustworthy or responsible or sensible, then I add, you know, whatever like, yeah. points. Whereas I know people who start from 100 and then when you do something that's deemed as dishonest or omissive, then they deduct points yeah so already i, I think w- that's me i come yeah. into situations being like i didn't expect anything from you anyway so mm. <laughs> if you're behaving less than savory then i guess i i guess i felt that you know so that's the first thing if he's starting from 100 and deducting i'm like you're going to be deducting very quickly so just cut your losses uh, yeah the second thing is with the truth checks it's rooted in a foundation of dishonesty. Yeah, and it's just not and paranoia. going to work. Yeah. So, like, if you need it to cannot. check... Yeah, if you need to check to see if this person's being truthful, then you don't trust they're being truthful, and therefore, the check is what redundant. What is the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, think, another thing is that... liars don't know how to lie? Like, that's it's, another she's thing. actually lying. She's been doing this. <laughs> but the thing about the paradox of paranoia is that your paranoia usually affirms your paranoia period so like if you are paranoid that your man is cheating on you and you go through his phone every week your paranoia will find something banal to convince you that he's cheating so what is the point of either of them being with each other like what is the point of him being with someone that he needs to do truth checks with Mm. and what is the point of her being with someone who doesn't trust her like she's gonna be walking on eggshells every day for Mm. what for what yeah i mean let's say this was happening now 20 years into the relationship do you think that would change anything because i think trust the question about trust is different um, in the beginning of a relationship versus once the trust has been built over years mm-hmm. and then it's been destroyed. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah, Would it I think, still be a leave him? I think it'd be a much different situation if they had, um, if it was a more established relationship. But the truth is they don't mm. know each other. And so it's really hard to yeah. benchmark what behavior is appropriate, what behavior is inappropriate and suspicious. Um, in this instance, I feel as though, like, it's very clear that... <laughs> It's clear to me that they're just not on the same page. And yeah. granted, what did she say about this relationship? Like, it's only been three months of, like, actually being 
together together. Mm. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Yeah, it sounds like it's not really worth it does, the hassle. It does, yeah, and I just don't want to get into the habit of making people feel like they're heaps disposable. But I feel like if I'm thinking about it from her perspective, he's not doing, like, you don't feel, he's making you feel crazy. You're making him feel crazy. I don't know if there's a silver lining. And so I guess... If you can afford, like, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to stay in this dynamic and see if you can both work on it from both ends. Yeah. Like, you give a little, he gives a little, and, like, fuck off these truth checks. <laughs> then, yeah, test it out, you know. But if if you're at your wit's end coming to Reddit being like, am I the one? Crazy. She's yeah. like, <laughs> this last question she asked was like, um, do I need to go back to my therapist and dress why, in quotations, lying? <laughs> <laughs> mm. like babes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or do i stand up to my boyfriend and tell him he needs to take my word and get the fuck out yeah i think she needs i think i think she just needs to go to therapy not to address why she's lying but to address why she's in a relationship with someone like this to begin with mm. especially after she says she's dated a narcissist in the past this seems like something shady as well. So, like, why why is there a pattern happening here? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too far into it. Um, I yeah, just think that, I like, for, yeah. for a pretty, like, toxic is not the right word, but for, you mm. know, when you're in a relationship where, like, you know it's not necessarily that it's not benefiting you, but you're enjoying it, I think it's this kind of dynamic because they both yeah. feed each other's insecurities in a way that would be kind of comfortable. Mm. like i've done this before i know what it's like to date someone who's a bit controlling like it's fine oh my god yeah you know because there is a there is a fundamental question of like why is this controlling behavior to her normal Mm -hmm. like if anyone ever said we need to do truth checks to me (laughs) that would i i literally think i'd collapse from shock like i don't even know you're like are you joking to me that is the height of absurdity but to her she's willing to be like okay well i guess me what what do you mean (laughs) then again i also think this could just be an incompatibility like they might just be incompatible on a really fundamental level or their incompatibilities are probably just a little bit more potent than their compatibilities. Ah. You know, like perhaps like yeah. you're not that incompatible, but what you are incompatible on is proving to be more of a problem. And what you're compatible on is just not going to save the relationship. Mm. Like, let's say you're really compatible because you have the same sense of humor, but your incompatibility your incompatibility is the inability to see two sides of the same coin. Then like, what's going to keep this relationship together? Right. Should we do another one? Yeah, let's do another one. (laughs) This one's so cooked. I love it. Basically, this one is from a subreddit called Am I the Asshole? Which essentially, um, somebody posts a scenario and then at the end of the scenario, they ask, are they the asshole or the other people in um, in the the scenario? Are they the asshole? Yeah. And you kind of tell them that like, you're the asshole for this reason or they're the asshole for this reason. It's very profound stuff. (laughs) for context um there's the guy um who's posting he's 42 and his wife is 29 and they're coming up to their fourth wedding anniversary so he's currently retired after making some good money in his 30s and then he Mm -hmm. also inherited seven figures from his late father so seven figures millions yeah millions yeah millions seven figures let's just do not forget 
While there's no need for his wife to work, she's chosen to work at a local craft store. So like a, you know, arts and craft, like a hobby lobby, like a riot. Anyway, which um, I fully support as working can be very fulfilling. And I like having the house to myself during the days um, for the past two years. So they've been married for two years, married for four years, and she's been working for two years. So this past Tuesday, I mean, probably not, his wife got angry with him when she got home because he didn't clean the kitchen. He was in a he was a bit put off by this because he'd cleaned the entire upstairs of the house, four bedrooms, four bathrooms, and the living area. Um, but her main point was that because she because he's home during the days, he should clean while she works. Now here's the thing. He says he's worked really hard in his youth so that he'd be able to stay home in his later years, and that being told that he has to clean on his time off after years of putting in overtime feels really degrading. After explaining that, um, because he's explained to her that because she doesn't have to work, work is just something she chooses to do, just like how he chooses to stay home. So she got really angry with him, but after 30 minutes of her being alone, she began cleaning the downstairs, which is the kitchen, the dining room, the two living rooms, two bedrooms, and three bathrooms. Can we just picture this house? So the upstairs has four bedrooms, four bathrooms, and a living room. The downstairs Mm. has two bedrooms, three bathrooms, two living rooms, one dining room, one kitchen. To be wealthy. Now, he's... A concept. (laughs) He says he believes that because neither of them have to work, things like cleaning and cooking should be split evenly. His wife and her work friends, all of which have wealthy husbands, have been sending him upwards of 15 texts saying how he's misogynistic and backwards um and that if he has nothing to do, if he has nothing better to do then he might as well clean but he's saying he has things to do he has hobbies he you know plays piano and golf and he reads which wow. takes I up his time i love these champagne problems you, i can't wait i, I can't wait to relate wait. on like a cellular level i know i cannot <laughs> wait to be crying in my jacuzzi about these champagne problems but uh, we'll, we'll get to it but he mm. he says um he thinks his sentiment is really valid and though he may have been a bit aggressive with how he talked to her is he the asshole? Is his point fair? He'd rather not hire a cleaning lady as there's no point and he'd rather not have someone interrupting his private time. Um, and then he says, edit, edit, bringing up my post history isn't helpful nor is it appropriate. Everybody makes mistakes and judging this instance based on previous instances is a poor way of thinking. And basically people were going onto his page to see what he had posted like if he's posted to Reddit before, because often people make fake accounts to do these posts so it doesn't trace back to them. And he did mm. a post of, uh, two weeks before this one um, in the relationship advice subreddit. And he, he asked Reddit, wife thinks that I gave, no, my wife thinks that she gave me herpes when in reality I gave it to her. <laughs> oh my God. So here's context. No, but that is good. Con- that is good context that we need. <laughs> so basically, he is out having sex with all his side bitches. <laughs> and while he's doing that, he wants his wife to stay at home, barefoot in the kitchen, scrubbing the floors. See, I, didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously, he's like, this man is like clearly cheating on her or yeah, has cheated yeah. on her previously. Fully, 
fully in the yeah. four years they've been married and who knows how long they've been in a relationship together so the clue there's been some infidelity we don't judge we just address now okay what i'm understanding here is that man's made coin in his 30s right so when he yeah. was in his 30s she was in her 20s Okay, because he's 42 and she's 29. They got married when she was, when he was 38 and she was 25, which means that when she, when they probably started dating, she was like maybe like 22, 23 and he was like Mm. 36. So different life stages, number one, right? Right. So let's say he made good money. So if he's inherited millions of dollars, let's say he made a $2 million. Enough mm-hmm. that, you know, he, he seems established in his own right. And then inherited a couple more millions, right? So he doesn't want to work. And he's been like, I don't need to work because I don't want to. And also, I'm going to pay your way, right? She says, no, like, I I want to work for whatever reason. She says that, she, no, he says that he can see that it's fulfilling, whatever. So she wants to work, granted, because who doesn't want their own sense of security, especially in that di- kind of dynamic where he's, he is older than you by a lot. So there's a power imbalance and he definitely has more money than you because what kind of wealthy person is just working in a craft store for fun. So clearly she's trying to maintain some sense of uh, individuality or um, uh, independence. I get it. Right. So the issue for me is if you know, you live in a house with seven bathrooms and five bedrooms (laughs) for two people, it has to be cleaned, period. Yes, yeah. And if you know that your wife has an issue with the house being messy and you have an issue with the house being messy, but you don't want to hire staff and she doesn't have time to clean it, then, like, why is the common ground Get a smaller so- house, bitch. Yes, get a smaller <laughs> house or clean. Right? It's just, like, the, of course there are options, but in this instance, what I, what I do understand is if, and like, let's look at from both of their perspectives, right? Let's start with the, um, with the woman. Yeah. Obviously you're in a dynamic where you've been thrust into a sense of security that you like, you've been invited to, to have a seat at the table, but the table is not yours. The chair is not yours. You have right. the cutlery on a timer, you know, you're allowed seasoning if you beg for it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So clearly, yeah. Like, Maybe while, if you're lucky. While you're sitting there, it's still conditional. And so to regain some sense of power, you say. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I want something for myself. So I'm going to have this job. It's going to provide me a little bit of income. It's going to give me, you know, maybe some independence outside of this dynamic. It's hot. It's cool. It's great. We love it. So with that in mind, what you want as an independent person is different to what you expect in a relationship dynamic where your partners, right? Right. So if I'm leaving right. the house and working and I know I'm still going to clean, I just want you to clean as well. Like mm. we're both doing it. We both have shit on. You have golf and piano. I have craft store. We both have shit to do. But either way, we both need to get it done. Now on his end, if he's saying, 
I don't have to work. You don't have to work, but you want to work. And now you're mad that you don't have time to clean the rest of the house. Then why is that my business? Because yeah. the way, the where I started to sympathize with them both is that like he's already cleaned the downstairs. Man's just right. cleaned four bedrooms, four bathrooms and a living room. Can you imagine? Yeah. Homes yeah. haven't even cleaned yeah. their bathroom, let alone their <laughs> kitchen and certainly not their bedroom. So if I've already cleaned nine different rooms today, no, I'm not cleaning the upstairs as well. It's done. I see. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Check I, for me. I've cleaned. <laughs> but I do think it's irrational that he refuses to hire yes. help. Yes. That does, like is, that <laughs> literally I just cannot because at this point then it's like no like I actually do kind of enjoy cleaning, but for the most part, no one enjoys cleaning. No, 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 I don't enjoy clean. I enjoy organizing. We like the result of of cleaning. You know, who doesn't love a clean space? Yeah. But also, yeah, you're so right because he said the reason why he doesn't want to hire a cleaner is because there's no point wrong. There is a clear point. There's clearly a point, yeah. And two... He said he'd rather not have someone interrupting his private time. Now, in a house with how many bedrooms? Eight and nine bathrooms or whatever. I can guarantee you when you're you reading even in see one that room, bitch. you are not <laughs> seeing, the, seeing the cleaner in the other room. Just say you're doing a bit of like drug trafficking and you don't want someone in your business. Literally, just say you're eating someone out <laughs> while your wife is at work. <laughs> You know, this does beg a larger question that I've been thinking about quite a lot, which is, is living with your partner sustainable for long-term romance? Something I discussed with my boyfriend is like, because we're no, we're now both thinking of moving out of New York. Oh, like hot. Within the I next, love it. Yeah, within the next couple of months or like whenever this apocalypse is over. Where do you want to go? So it just, I need to be in nature. I need to be by the sun. I need, I feel like I'm now at a point where I have so much more clarity about like what are the things that make me happy. Mm. And early 20s me really thought that like ambition, success, you know, all of the material things were like fundamentally important to my happiness and well-being. Mm. But now at my big age of being in my mid-twenties, I feel like I have so much more clarity and I'm so much more aware of like the things that make me happy are actually so simple and I'm not like a material, I'm actually not, I'm literally a peasant, like at heart, I... I'm a bitch who just like wants to make tofu and do hood rat things with my friends and like be, you know what I mean? Like capitalism isn't for me, but I really used to think that it was. And that is sort of what brought me to New York. And I still love New York. Like I love being around a million billion people and like always having someone to talk to, just things like that. But I also just like... Yeah, I'm just also just ready for... Like, I've never lived anywhere for more than four years, five years. So this is now getting absurd that I'm approaching five years living in New York. Like, it's just... Yeah, I need transience in my life. (laughs) But now the thing is, and this is also my first time being in a long-term relationship. So now the question is, do we live together? Mm. Or, because that would be the cost-effective option or 
do we just have two i think the ideal situation for me is that we have two separate apartments or houses that are close enough like walking distance but at the end of the day we can each go our separate ways or we can just have a sleepover but not permanent you're in my space all the time mm. and so one of the issues or one of the considerations in this decision is the fact that i am a germaphobe I need my house to be spotless. Like, I need my space to be spotless. I cannot do clutter. I can't, like, just all those things. Um, And he's a guy. Like, he's not messy, really. But he's just, he's just a guy. And then there's this another thing of, like, I think that romance requires distance. I think romance mm. requires absence. I agree. Yeah, I don't think the way that we've structured marriage is sustainable for romance. Like the whole thing of living with your partner forever and doing everything together. Like I'm just not about that life. And this is one of the things. Like one of the things is like if we were to live together because I'm not... The person who is the cleanest in any house is always going to be who ends up doing all the cleaning. Right. So I am not going to do all the cleaning because I have shit to do. But my boyfriend is like, no, but it's cruel to hire someone who works in the house. Like, I'm not about slavery. Oh. So my African ass. <laughs> There's also all of these cultural nuances. Yeah. Like, you know, like having a house in your household slavery. isn't an American norm. It, yeah, that's the thing. But I like, feel like I get how in America, because in America, everything really is slavery. I I see I feel you. How like, do you think the streets really get is. clean? How do offices get clean? Like right, and it's not. It's like cleaners. This is not a common common task. What you yeah. need to understand about like chemicals and chemical compounds to clean properly and not die. Yeah, <laughs> come on now. Literally, <laughs> but I also think like the culture of capitalism in America is that. Hiring a cleaner usually means that they pretty much are slaves. Mm. Just because, like, America really does prioritize owners um, and rich people over everyone else. So generally, by and large, cleaners are mistreated and underpaid and, and, and. So as an American... Oh, he's not really American, but he's lived here long enough to be American. What do you mean he's not really American? He's Jamaican. I'm right. really like putting all his business out. Yeah, I know. I'm like, um, and his social security, <laughs> and then also his height. <laughs> I know, and his, and this is his social security number, mm-hmm. and his dick is this big. No, but like, I feel like as someone who like born and bred in New York, it's hard for him to concept. And I get, like, I understand his perspective. Because I really haven't seen cleaners in America being treated with humanity. But I am South African. And, like, I've also just grown up always having, like, a gardener or, like, help in the house. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of... Like, we've discussed this in previous episodes. Like, when you're African, that's such an ingrained part of the culture. And so, like, this is one of the cultural clashes that we're having where he's, like... I will never hire a gardener. I'll never hire a cleaner. Like, why hire someone to do some shit that we can do yourself, that we can do ourselves? And I'm like, but realistically, I'm going to be the one to do it because Mm. I am just the cleaner one in this relationship. And I also think that, like, a lot of men don't 
I don't think it's malicious, but I do think that a lot of men grow up in households where they don't really have to do much, especially black households, where they don't have to do much because it's the woman who, like in my family, like whenever it's Christmas, it's always the woman in the kitchen cooking, cleaning, and the men are sitting around at most they're at the grill but that's such a cultural norm that i don't think men as woke as they can be i don't think they have the range to understand like all of the unpaid labor that goes into housekeeping that just inevitably falls on women and i also think that like that's just part of a dynamic that's happening in this relationship like in this Reddit relationship dilemma. I don't know. What are your thoughts on living with your partner and gendered housekeeping dynamics? I mean, like you said, I think the the issue with the cleaning part of things and like, let's just mm. generalize. Cause I think this conversation is quite gendered unless you lived in a progressive household or as I've discovered recently that, you know, one part of your family member, like your one parent was widowed, he had another parent, whatever. Let's just be really stereotypical, right? So yeah. in this instance where the man is saying, we can just do it ourselves, I laugh because, like, I don't think, let's just say people, I don't want to do this. Let's. I, when mm. people say we can do it ourselves, I laugh because I think the average person has never tended to a house fully and consistently. So, Facts. like... I know that in my household, every Sunday that we had to all get up early. No, it was had to be Saturday. Sunday was church. We had to get up early on Saturday and clean. It was 7, 8 a.m. and everybody had a task. I had to do the bathrooms all the time, which was the grossest bit. So, like, you're scrubbing the floors. You're scrubbing the toilet inside, Mm. outside. You're using bleach. You're scrubbing the bath. You're getting the grime out from in between the little, um, what do you call the The grout. Like, all these things. I know for a fact that when like the average person goes to clean their bathroom, they're doing a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of like disinfectant, like pouring it in the toilet water and flushing. But like that's the They are not doing the thing. If you haven't, I remember uh, the other day I posted um, an Instagram story of me cleaning my floor, hands and knees with a fucking bucket. Yes. And people are like, what what are you doing? I'm like, I'm cleaning. (laughs) Like it must be done. (laughs) So when people say it can be done on your own, Technically, sure, but to the extent it needs to be done to actually be mm. cleaning and not just moving around dirt and repositioning exactly. and exactly. rehoming the grime. No, we can't do it as well as it needs to be done. And even if we could, like, there is someone who is specializing. Um, and then, I, look, I'm creating jobs. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, but like, similar to you, I struggle with the idea of moving in with a partner only because, like, Similar to the way I dress my vessel, how I keep my house now is such a reflection of me. And I like Mm. my stuff and I like my stuff where I put it and I like my mess where I've made it, you know? And being the youngest child, I didn't have to share anything with anyone. Like what was mine was mine and what was everybody else's. So I relate. What's mine was mine and what was everybody else's will soon be mine when it gets hand down. So what did I have to do? (laughs) um fully and yeah there's so many things and i feel like you know um when i talk to my boyfriend about it he's kind of like oh it's fine i like i like look what well, your house I like what you've done i'm like yeah but you like my house because it's my house but as soon as you're paying oh rent to God. be in here suddenly you have a say about what kind of couch we should have 
and what yes. size the TV yeah. should be. And I just don't want it. <laughs> so similar to you, I really want to um, see. I don't think that living separately close by because my boyfriend lives like a three minute drive away. Mm. But yeah, he's still always at my house anyway. And it works to a point. But I think in future, I'd much rather a, a house so big that I didn't have to know you were home. Yeah. A sweet little yeah. five bedroom for two people. Mwah. Stunning. <laughs> and separate bedrooms would be that. amazing. But, you know, I don't mind because bedrooms are for sleeping, but I definitely want a separate area to just do my own shit. I think I need a separate bathroom and Ooh. I need a... I need a separate bathroom mm. because for me, it's like if I see toothpaste in the sink, no! I'm going to shoot. I'm shooting up the entire city. And like, face shavings just stuck to the side. Listen, when stop. I see hair no. in anywhere in my bathroom, like now I'm st- I'm sending nukes. Like now I have to send nukes. I so just hate when just, I see residue in the shower after somebody's used honest, it. Like just oh quickly. my God, I cannot. <laughs> No, I actually cannot. <laughs> and you're so right about like the extent to which the extent to which we define cleanliness, I think is also cultural. Cause like similarly to you, even though I grew up like having help in the house, I was still mopping the stoop. Like I was mm. still cleaning my own room. Like I was still washing the dishes. And I feel like when people conceptualize what it means to have a house help, especially in the West, like usually it's like very, very, very rich families who can afford it. Mm. And because of that, their kids don't do anything. Mm. So I think it's hard for people in the West to conceptualize what an African means when we say we need help around the house. Yeah, because house help is so, so standard. Yeah. And house help could be anything of, you know, bringing your, your brother's daughter who's in the village who wants to come to the city and exactly. you know, make a little bit of extra money for the family and she doesn't have any qualifications and she can't get a job on the There's street. So, so now many you invite nuances. her into the yeah. house and you pay her a weekly wage so she can work with like and have a sense of identity but also be able to support her family. Like it's yeah. all contextual. And I, we're going to have a whole episode about like contextual differences. No, we really do. We really <laughs> We really do, because this is such, yeah, it's a really, but I do, like, because my boyfriend is very anti-capitalist, and I love him for that, (laughs) but I also think, like, being, being from the West, there's so much cultural nuance that, like, white people and Westerners don't understand. Yeah, just plays into, like, these tiny little things, you know? Mm. Um, I really do find that, like, in America work is very black and white where it's like it's either ethical or it's not ethical Mm. and i think the way that capitalism works in african societies is very different and you just cannot understand it unless you've been here yeah it's yeah it's really we need a whole episode on that like we really it'll be so good yeah and if you are african and listening to this conversation please comment in our facebook group and like let us know your perspective and, and just yeah yeah what you think we should discuss because even the way yeah. like we've spoken about it before but how feminism or western feminism doesn't translate how you create value as Not an individual there what like what the job prospects are for a young person in like in africa how do you emancipate yourself like look we can get into it but let's oh, listen. let's do one more um question let's do before it before we go um 
I haven't, this one's new. I've never seen this one before, but I'll read it out. So the heading is, am I the asshole for showing my sister the law after she asked me to move in with her, but then gave me a huge list of rules that I need to follow? (laughs) What? Okay. Okay. So basically my sister, so the sister is 22 and the guy posting is 20. Mm. basically um his sister asked him to move in with her and he was like interested she has a nice house but rent probably wouldn't be too expensive he told her that he'd still have to think about it because he can't come up with an answer on the spot he also told her that he needs to know the details to which she said like what and he said to her that um uh that he needs to know things because she's a landlord like details about the rent price and the cost of internet and gas and water and electricity bills how much should he be chipping in for shopping you know basic details which i think is pretty fair you know yeah get all the details out before you move all your shit in and then there's you know there's a problem anyway before she told him all of the, the things that he asked to know she decided to tell um him the household rules that included the following no eating or drinking unless using a bottle in the bedroom. I mean, I guess that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Look, yeah. who knows? Like, let's not, like, whatever. Um, uh, no mess in his room. He, he can't go out every night. He needs to stay home some nights. He can't bring guys home, only sometimes. Hmm. His friends can't come over regularly. He needs to chip in with her dog cleaning chores. He'll be the driver if they need to go shopping. And he needs to cook the meals if they're having the same meal. What? After reading that, he was obviously like, what the fuck? (laughs) He told her that he won't be moving in somewhere to be parented. And that if he wants, and if he wants to bring guys home, he will. And he won't be loud because he's considerate that others are in the house. If he wants to have a friend over, he doesn't need to ask. And he can eat whatever he wants, etc. And then she says to him, is that how you think it works everywhere? To which he said, yes. He's a law law student. So he sent her some laws that showed what she's asking is illegal as she'll be the legal landlord and having those requirements aren't legal for a landlord to ask. While rules are obvious, every house has them. The general gist of the laws where I live is as long as you are not damaging the property, as long as you're paying the rent on time, there's not much else a landlord can require of someone. They can deny Mm. anyone living there for whatever reason, but they can't tell you what you're allowed to do in that space. Um, He says, apologies if it's not making any sense. It's obviously not the same in every country, but that's how it is in the area that he lives. His sister wasn't impressed and she started to ignore him. Um, But, uh, and he proceeded to to forward her more laws, rules, regulations, whatever. Okay, so he told his mum and his mum told him that he was out of line and that he should just follow his sister's household rules because they're family. But this all happened before she told him before. Okay, and for context, this conversation happened before sis told him the prices of rent and the bills. All right. interesting a few dynamics we need to consider obviously like familial dynamics and sibling dynamics which are obviously like cooked at best like who has a completely like healthy top-to-toe relationship with their siblings and family i for one would not move in with family after living in a family 
household. Like I wouldn't move out of my family household to just move in with a sibling because I yeah. feel like it's really hard to set new expectations of relationships when you've had the same ones for so long. Like, you know, when you hang out with your friends from high school and you start to regress into a very childlike adolescent way of engaging because yeah, that's just what you've done. Yeah. Similar to family. Like, of course, you're going to be acting childish or feel like you have more control over your siblings than you do because you're siblings, mm, right? Because you're used to that dynamic. That's yeah. it, of course. So, like, that's why I would have been like, Mm-mm. like, you're leaving your family home for a sense of, like, I don't know, for, like, a sense of separation. Newness, why would you yeah. go back? into a dynamic that's probably more stringent than the one you just came out of, you know? But That's interesting. This one, like, I, th- I think this shouldn't be about am I the asshole or not? Because clearly, like, no, you know your rights and whatever. But at this point, like, <laughs> just don't live with it's your also sister. Her house. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, yeah, so that's true. Like, it's her house. It's a nice house. I'm assuming she owns it because she's a landlord. Mm. And so she has rules, right? And probably the the reason why she's asking her brother to move in is because she wants someone to subsidize the rent, but she wants to be able to dictate who lives there and what they can do in her space. Yeah. So she's probably like giving with a closed fist. Like she's, he's doing her a favor by moving in probably because if not for him, she would have to go find someone common off the street who wouldn't listen to any yeah. of her rules, who would yeah. drink and eat in the room, all of these things. I get it, which is fine. But if that's the case, you need to start doing deals, sis. You need to start saying, look, pay minimum rent and you can do, and if you can follow my rules. And then it's a win-win, right? This is such an absurd situation. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but yeah, like, I I don't think she's aware of what she's asking. Mm. But again, I think it's like that thing of like, you're my brother. So I don't know, whatever. Like, I know you. I can boss you around this and this and that. Mm-hmm. What's it's interesting. What's really interesting, even more interesting than the post is the comments on the post. Mm. The first comment, and this is shared on Twitter, not the actual subreddit, but basically uh, the, the two most popular comments. Number one is you are the asshole. House rules really? sound reasonable. You just sound like a terrible roommate. What? <laughs> And the second most popular comment is your sister has a right to ask you to follow some basic house rules and you have the right to not move in with her. You see how that works? Now, when I read that, I was like, fuck, let me go back and read this post again. Cause am I might be missing something. basic house rules? <laughs> so what she You cannot have friends over. <laughs> nah. So she said to him, you can't eat or drink in the bedroom unless you're using a bottle. Let's assume this house is carpeted. I mean, I don't really think people need to be eating in their bedroom anyway. Like, don't you? Yeah. You know, if especially if you're in a house with your sister, you can stand to share the living room and the dining room together. Like, I don't, mm. you know. And then the cost of getting a carpet cleaned, it just doesn't seem worth it. And like, you know, rodents and rats, like we just, let's keep the food eating to the food eating areas. That seems fair to me. Yeah. You know, she asked that there's no mess in his room. Now, come on, sis. Like- how are you going to say no mess? What does that even look like? <laughs> anyway, so that, that I think is unreasonable. If she said something like, you know, keep your room reasonably tidy for like, sure. I don't know. But no mess, mm. that's not fair. Anyway, then she also said um, she can't. he can't go out every night. Crazy. Can't bring guys home. I mean, if it's, if she, 
okay she says that she That's, can't that one is extreme those bring, two are extreme yeah, can't bring guys home and can't have friends come over regularly so in this instance, clearly, like, you have a house that's just not a house for socializing. It's a house to yeah. sleep, eat, and get changed. And I know people who aren't comfortable with having strangers in their house for very for various reasons. Safety, comfort, security. If it's from that perspective, then, like, sure, whatever. Like, voice your rules and say, this is why I don't want people in my house. But if yeah. it's just a preference, like, no guys home, period. Come on, sis. Why? No friends? Yeah. What for? But then this one that got me, he has to chip in with the dog cleaning chores. Whose dog is it? <laughs> that that I was literally going to say. <laughs> so this dog that I didn't buy, that, nah. But yeah, so the reason- These are not basic house rules. These are not, but I guess again, like it is subjective. So no, I, no, I don't know. Like- You cannot ask someone to move in and then be like, but also you must- live by my police sharia law like what do you mean um okay so so yeah the reason why i wanted to read this one is because i had scrolled through the comments first and i was like oh like controversial but basically somebody posted a screenshot of where um of like the comments on the actual thread on reddit and they had asked did your sister think you were becoming a renter or did she think that she was offering you a place to stay because her response sounds like she thought she was offering you conditions for living in her home instead of letting you rent your own, right? Because mm, it sounds, yeah, it sounds that. like she's saying, "Oh, let me let me help you out," and these are the rules, not you're paying to live here. Anyway, he says, "I have a place to stay at the moment. She's wanting me to rent her spare room. It would be cheaper. Though in return, I would obviously have to pay rent and split the bills, which would also require following her house rules." And then. He, they said, would you have a separate living space or just a spare bedroom within her home? And he said, I'd have my own bedroom, bathroom, and toilet. Everything else would be shared. I don't really leave my room anyway. I study, sleep, and play video games in there. So only having my own room wouldn't have necessarily been an issue by itself. Interesting. Look, people are... Hmm. <laughs> there are just as many people saying that he's the asshole than not the asshole. But it's a new thread. It's only been up for a That's day. That's so fascinating to me. Isn't it? That is absolutely, I guess, you know what? This boils down to like, this is why living with people is just a nightmare. Nightmarish. It's just not sustainable. hate it. It is just not sustainable. Also, I just feel like I like the sense of distance from knowing everybody's layers. As as Mm. like, as cool as it sounds, like know somebody like in their grubbiest state and know how they live. It just... Disgust is too strong of a word, but I think people are just no, a I bit gross. <laughs> and so, you know, like, like I remember when I um, let's not name and shame, but you know when you go into like friends' apartments, right? And you kind of just like mind your own business, but you clock a few things, like yeah, yeah a miscellaneous yeah. smell, or yeah, you know, like just something odd, or like the bathroom is like a bit grubby and like. The yeah. razors right next to the toothpaste and the hair. And you're just like, you know, I didn't need to see all this. I really didn't. Yeah. Like now I just know this about you and I didn't need to know. <laughs> I don't want any more reason to judge people. I feel like people are entitled yeah. to be whoever they want to be in their own home. Like be as comfortable as you deem necessary. Yeah. But when you have to, like when someone is now privy to what that comfort looks like, like you'd be foolish and they wouldn't have opinions about it. 
Oh, yeah. Do you have that same... Do you have those same sentiments towards, like, your romantic partner? Absolutely. Like, other things you just would rather not know? Absolutely. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> I dislike going over to my boyfriend's house because it's just, like, there's a level of comfort I find with, like, cleanliness and not just visibly mm. clean, but, like, knowing that it has been clean to a standard. So, like, I'm not, right. like, uh, what's it called? Like, I don't really mind, like, uh, mess. Like, maybe you have a few clothes lying around. You know, maybe you didn't put, like, you didn't arrange the table back the way it used to be. But yeah. I know for most people under the mess is just pure dirt yeah. and grime. You know? So, for me, I'm like, I just, I don't want to see it. And I just, I feel like I'm a, I'm a person where I really can't control my moods in this oh not my moods but like if i see something gross i can't not like commit that to memory yeah i can't just let yeah, it go no i'm the same <laughs> so and i know that about myself want you for life and so i just avoid yeah. situations where i have to see too much like seeing someone's bathroom it just and bathrooms it's are all lot. gross i understand they're yeah. all gross even new ones disgusting but to to rid me of getting the ick in any capacity, I'm just like, you know what? Let me just not. I'm not into yeah, it. Yeah, like, let me just not know. I agree with that too. Like, like even when my boyfriend comes over, like, he's just not allowed to know that. This is going to sound so childish, but he just cannot come in the bathroom after I've taken a shit. Oh, like he, no. Why do you need to know? Get out of there. Why do you need to know that I do? Yeah. Rude. <laughs> I know, like... And I think the most important, like... The most important thing to un- the most important thing to understand is that I think people yeah should be allowed to do whatever they want to do in their own house. Don't brush your teeth. Like put on you know keep your your shirt on for three days. I don't really care. But if I see it, I can't not say you something. You can't not judge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't a judgy bitch. So oh no, I yeah no I am. Save yourself the aren't attack. We all though, like aren't we all? I mean, I think there are two people, those who admit to judging and those who lie. Pretend they don't. Yeah. And that's fine. Know who you are. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when on Twitter there was this huge, yeah, it was the whole Taylor Swift washing her legs thing. Mm -hmm. And that whole, there was a really long conversation about like cleanliness and it became racialized very quickly, obviously, Mm. because it's Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> and it I remember asking on my story, do you guys think that cleanliness is racialized or cultural? Yeah, and a lot of people were like, yeah, absolutely. Like and it's it's really interesting like cuz when we talk about cross-cultural dating, like that's not something that we ever talk about. Mm. Like how do you navigate cross-cultural cleanliness in your relationship? Mm. And then you're you're navigating like cross culture but then just like cross nature and then cross nurture yeah you know like yeah. it's and i could imagine for a lot of people like in in uh in let's say in terms of cleanliness perhaps like your your standards of hygiene were much higher when you were in your family household and it was checked yeah. up on you know like i know for me my whole childhood every single day twice a day my mom will be like have you showered yeah have you, have you worn deodorant <laughs> Did you wash inside? Did you wash inside your vagina? Did you wash your bum? Did you wash your feet? Did you put moisturizer behind your neck? (laughs) Literally. All day. Do you brush your teeth? For how long? Show me. That is peak. That (laughs) is the height of African parenting. (laughs) (laughs) And so here I am. 
looking at people's nails being like, huh. Look at people's tongues being like. Literally. (laughs) And it's so hard not. Yeah, I've completely, I've turned into my mother, like fully. (laughs) I'm a full African auntie. That's what we're here to do. Fully. (laughs) Honestly. So yeah, I get it. And so yeah, like I was saying, like I feel like for a lot of people, when you are in your family household, if you don't care, there's a guardian or a parent or an older sibling who reminds you that no, 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 like you haven't showered in three days. You need to go and shower. Your hair is oily. You need to wash it. Then you get get into adulthood or you move out and suddenly there's no one there to check up and maintain Mm. standards for you. And so before you know it, the standards have, have like regressed so far down that you assume that it's fine. And I get it. Madness. I get it. I'm judging you, but I get it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We have spoken for far too long, so we got to wrap it up. Well, there we have it, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I feel like we've touched on a lot of points in this episode. Let us know in the Facebook group what else you would like us to talk about, especially pertaining to like cross-cultural things and like the moving in with your boyfriend spouse thing. Please weigh in on our Facebook group on Twitter and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.